I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to another episode of the London Lyceum. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Stefaniak. And I'm your other host, Brandon Askew. And we're a podcast that's just devoted to thinking in general. Uh, But we're also devoted to creating an intellectual culture that is charitable, that is curious, that is full of critical thinking, and is also cheerful, uh, particularly in our own confessional uh, position. So this episode is designed, if you're new, new to the show, haven't listened before, it's supposed to be 15 minutes or less, me and Brandon just sharing some resources. And it could be uh, resources that are brand new, could be resources that are old and maybe have been out for several years. And we just want to point you to and say, either A, we think this is a really helpful book or article or resource in general, or it's just something that's going to get you thinking. So we may not agree with everything uh, that we recommend to you guys, but we think it's helpful for thinking in general, which is what we're trying to promote here. Uh, So I've got two books, and then I'm going to talk about just journals in general, because I think I get a lot of requests, just, you know, where do I go for journals and stuff like that? So I'm just going to talk a little bit about that. I'll start with one of the books that I've got before I'll let Brandon talk to the ones he has. And it's, uh, what what date was this published? 2018. So it's still relatively new. It's called Human Nature from Calvin to Edwards. It's by Paul Helm. And what it really does is it's it's not strictly a traditional anthropological or philosophy of mind type textbook where you're going through different various positions like physicalism or or hylomorphism or anything like that. It's it's more of a history going through, as the title says, from Calvin to Edwards, different figures in the Reformed tradition and how they think about human nature, but it's it's mostly focusing more on their understanding of faculty psychology because they use a lot of that in, in traditional Reformed thought. So this idea that there's this distinct faculty of understanding, this distinct faculty of will, and he traces that out in several important figures. And, you know, he talks about body and soul some, but I think the, the, the permeating theme through this book is the faculty psychology and how that actually looks. He does also have a chapter on morality and agency, but primarily it's faculties and powers of the soul and thinking through that. I think it's really interesting, especially people who are just interested in the reformed period. I think you'd have a lot of fun reading it and um, you'd get some benefit out of it. And it's, it's pretty cheap. It's published by Reformation heritage books, good people up there. Uh, So I, I I tell you, check this one out. What you got, Brandon? Uh, the first one I want to highlight is uh, Rod Dreher's new book, Live Not by Lies, a manual for uh, Christian dissidents. This just came out, I think, at the end of September, and I'm about halfway through it. But it's kind of a follow-up to um, the Benedict Option. And uh, on the inside of the cover, I just want to read a little bit of it. It says, uh, in Live Not by Lies, Dreher ampl- amplifies the alarm and explains why it is so hard for us to recognize the threat of totalitarianism in our own time. He lays out the steps for resistance and shares stories of modern-day dissidents who preserve their faith and their integrity during a time of tyranny. Too many of us are sleeping through the erosion of our freedoms. Assuming that totalitarianism can't happen in America, live not by lies is the wake-up call we need and will equip us for the long resistance. Now, a lot of people are going to hear that and think, oh, he's just being paranoid. That's over the top. Um, but the whole point of this book is he's trying to convince you uh, that he's not just being paranoid and he's not being over the top, that he um, kind of goes back through the history of 
the Soviet Union, and um, he uses a number of different examples to show parallels um, uh, about how we are facing not the same kind of totalitarianism here, but there are patterns that you can point to that show we are uh, moving in, a, in the same direction, but towards what he calls a soft totalitarianism. And then he gives examples of how, um, as Christians, we can um, prepare ourselves to to live through such a time. So um, I think it's worth, even if you think you're going into it, you're going to disagree with it. It's definitely worth reading um, along with the Benedict Option. Um, and I think Truman's new book, um, those three are should be, I think, required reading for uh, – for pastors today, but so that's my first one. Good stuff, man. You know, you, all you cynical listeners, go get your go get your read on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, we talked about Truman's book. We've got an episode with him coming out soon, so that's why we really haven't promoted it a ton. I don't think on here before, but I yeah. think both me and Brandon really love the book and the episode we had with him. I, I thought it was great. So be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. That should come out right after his book comes out. And I'm sorry if you hear in the background, my son, he's screaming. So, you know, he just wants to be part of the episode. I've got a microphone, one of them, and it's, it's the Samson Q2U. That's, and his name is Samson. So he, it's perfect fit for him. He likes to go grab it. And nowadays he grabs it and it's, he says, hello, just constantly. So <laughs> hello. Anyway, the other book that I wanted to mention was uh, mind and cosmos by Thomas Nagel. I, uh, I don't know how many of you guys have read Thomas Nagel. I think probably some of our listeners are really familiar with him. Uh, if you're not, I think he's awesome. He, he's not a Christian, but he writes uh, a lot of really excellent and helpful stuff. So this book is subtitled Why the Materialist Neo-Darwinian Conception of Nature is Almost Certainly False. And him as an atheist goes through and basically dismantles all these objections to this materialist Neo-Darwinian conception of nature. Uh, and he basically says you have to have a teleological understanding of nature. And he tries to go back to a general uh, Aristotelian framework. And I, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, all the stuff Thomas Nagel writes is really helpful. This book is super short and it's very readable. So it's 120, 30 pages. So, I mean, really anybody can handle this. It's it's not super academic. So I think anyone, even an undergrad could read this, I think, just fine. You may miss some of the stuff, but you know it. it you're going to read it and understand it. So I think pastors w- would benefit from it. I think especially students who are interested in this type of thing would really, really benefit from it. I think it gives a really good framework and really good story, and it's very compatible in a lot of ways with Christianity. So I enjoy that that one. What, is, what he, else you, is he the is he the uh, the what it's like to be a bad guy? Is he the one that wrote that? Yep, that's him. Okay. Um, yeah. So. The uh, the other two things that I wanted to mention are two systematic theologies uh, that I have that I don't think are, well, maybe they are well known, but I don't know. I want to mention them anyway. Um, the first one is Classic Christianity by Thomas C. Oden. So this is <clears throat> really an, um, an ecumenical um, systematic theology. It says, uh, written for clergy, Christian educators, religious scholars, and lay readers alike, Classic Christianity provides the best synthesis uh, of the whole history of Christian thought. And then it goes on to say, um, Odin's magisterial study not only treats the traditional elements of uh, systematical theology, but also highlights the foundational exegetes throughout history, covering the ecumenical councils and early synods, the great teachers of the Eastern Church tradition, including Athanasius and John 
Chrysostom and the prominent Western figures such as Augustine, Ambrose, Aquinas, Luther, and Calvin. This book offers the readers the fullest understanding of the Christian faith available. Um, and Odin, you know, has a little quote on the inside cover here. He says, my purpose has not been to avoid giving offense, uh, but to look constantly for that way of expressing the Christian faith that does indeed embrace and unite the marvelous varieties of the Christian tradition. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I haven't read this cover to cover or anything, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, and, you know, it is um, pretty wide and he, he's from the Wesleyan tradition, but, you know, he's. He knows quite a bit about the early church, and uh, he does a good job of bringing in a lot of different sources, you know, throughout the global church. So I thought this was a, uh, it's a, it's just a good volume to have, I think, in your, in your library. And then the other systematic that I wanted to mention is Manual of Theology, uh, John Daggs. Uh, this is probably not that well known of a systematic, uh, but this was the first Southern Baptist systematic theology so dag was i don't know what year he wrote this 1850 1857 i think i can't find the page right now but um so for a southern baptist context this would be a really good systematic to have if you wanted to go back to the roots of early uh, southern baptist theology and find you know what was a, a what were prominent views on different um because this was not only the first but this was kind of the go-to for a while so um, this will be a good place to go for that good stuff is that all you got yep cool well i'm gonna close with a little bit of i guess some tips and how to's on journals so easy thing to do for you i'll tell you right now is you can go to our website the londonlyceum.com and if you click on that resources tab at the top on the top ribbon you're going to be taken to a page where we've got some just basic evergreen recommend recommendations so podcasts websites some just a couple books we've put in there for, for the most part we do this monthly episode to keep you updated on on new things so we do a lot of books in here not so much just listed on the website but we also have a couple journals that are open access and i've only listed open access on there for a reason because i think a lot of our listeners are pastors and they're no longer students so they don't have access to all these journals that you know you have you usually have because you're a student somewhere, you have access to it because you pay and you're not going to pay the fee to continue to get access to these journals. So I've listed three in there that I think are are good and helpful. Uh, One is faith and philosophy. One is journal of analytic theology and one is theologica. Now, all three of these are more philosophically oriented, obviously, but I think you're going to find a lot of really interesting and a lot of fruitful uh, thinking in these that are going to generate thinking. They may not necessarily be confessional by any means. Uh, a lot of, most of them aren't Baptists. So, cause let's be honest, we have like two Baptist philosophers and um, not reformed. Most of them. Cause I mean, no one's reformed. Well, I guess faith and philosophy, Alvin Plantinga, he's got his reformed epistemology. We'll pretend that that reformed means like reformed theologically. <laughs> so we'll, we'll claim him as that. But I think these journals, I mean, what, what you, a lot of times what you want to do is just go and make a habit of looking at these different journal and, and articles. I mean, not articles, but just look at their table of contents to see when they put, put new ones out and you'll find something. Hey, that is really interesting. I'm going to read about that. One of them, Journal of Analytic Theology, depending on who you are and what you're listening, um, they're doing some like, I mean, more niche, like diversity stuff. So some of our listeners may not be super interested in the stuff that's coming out on that one right now. But I think Theologica, man, I think there's some really unique and interesting articles. So I've got one in here 
on disagreeing with multi-site and multi-service models uh, that you can go read and it's completely free. Anybody can go read it and just open it up and read it. Uh, and there's a lot of other interesting ones here just on ecclesiology in general, uh, doing some really rigorous thinking about it. There's one, uh, Confucianism and the liturgy. So the argument of this is basically uh, high church liturgy actually forms spirituality better than low church. Really interesting. So you may disagree, but I think it gets the juices flowing. Uh, it gets you to start start thinking about stuff. And there's there was a... Uh, previous one on conciliar Trinitarianism. I know a lot of our listeners are really interested in that type of thing right now. So thinking about the Trinity and what all that means, uh, Tim Paul, who's been on the show before, is, who's awesome. He has an article, Conciliar Trinitarianism, Divine Identity Claims and Subordination. Uh, all this is free. Anybody can go access these. There's one from R.T. Mellons, who's been on here before, Trinity, Subordination and, and, and Heresy. Uh, you've got one from Dale Tuggy, who will be on the show soon. Um, talking about when and how in the history of theology did the triune God replace the Father as the only one true God. Uh, you've, you've got all sorts of really, really good stuff going on here that's really interesting, that's just free, and anybody can access it. So even if you're not interested in, in what comes out at that particular time, just keep an eye on it. Put a reminder on your thing to go check and say, look, uh, there maybe there's going to be a new article that comes out. A lot of these uh, journals nowadays are doing like themes, they pick one theme and all the articles are on that theme. So you could get lucky and get six or seven articles that really hits uh, where you're w wanting to research. So I think really valuable. I think journal articles are super valuable and awesome. So I recommend checking these three out just because they're free. You don't have to have any special access. I mean, if you're a student, you'll have access to pretty much everything that's out there. Uh, but those three, I just figured I'd mention them. And one other one thing we did want to mention before we close up shop is this Kickstarter thing um, by 1689 for the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith. So I literally just Googled Kickstarter 1689, and this is the first thing that comes up. So these two guys, I, I don't know them at all, but they're trying to put together a really beautiful version of the 1689 Baptist Confession. And you can read all about it in there. And I think the typesetting is just really, really nice. They're putting the actual foolproof text in there with the verse and everything. I think it looks great. And uh, have the opportunity to back that project. They've already met their first goal. They've met their second stretch goal. And they've got this third stretch goal. I think they're close to meeting, uh, adding in Hercules Collins' uh, Orthodox Catechism to the paperback volume. And uh, so I think a lot of guys are interested in that. But we're at the 15-minute mark, so I'm going to close this thing down. Uh, and um, if you have other thoughts or questions, you know, hit us hit us up on our website or emails or something. All right. Well, you guys have been listening to the only analytic Baptist and confessional podcast on the planet, and we thank you for tuning in. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.